Jenna with another Motivational Moments podcast. First of all, let me apologise for not being able to offer my normal two podcasts in April. Motivational Steps, my company, was extremely busy with keynotes, conferences and other events and, for the first time in almost two years, I could not find time to offer my podcast. Being on the road can be tough, but now I am slowing down a bit, so here I am again. So, what's new in my life? Well, I'm appearing as the guest author at a local bookstore here in Kitchener, Canada this coming Saturday, Coles in Fairview Park Mall. I will be selling the second edition of my book, A Life Like Mine, at a special price of $15 and personally signing each copy. I will also be debuting my new CD, which features my first ever keynote, Living with Life's Challenges and also my six steps, as a valuable tool anyone can use at any time, anywhere. My CD will be on sale for the special price of $10. I am excited as I love being out and about in the community. Last week I opened the first ever Women's Expo conference for the Palmerston Kinets. I had a wonderful time, as I normally do when I meet people out and about. The Kinets are firm supporters of the Canadian Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and the last speaker was a young lady who has cystic fibrosis. A year ago she underwent a triple transplant. The tears came to my eyes as I listened to her speak about organ donation. This young lady may have a better prospect for now of living a better life but no one knows for how long. She and others like her are incredibly brave and I now want to help this organisation raise exposure. Like most people, I want to help as much as I can with any worthwhile cause. But obviously, it is not always possible due to time and other commitments. But even by doing just one small thing, I know I can help and so can others. One teardrop in a puddle can turn into an ocean with many teardrops. And I know that many people have shed many tears over the terrible things that happen in the world. Let's all do our bit and it will be worthwhile. Well, I have a treat for you all today. I mentioned in my podcast I would be interviewing Dave Ockwell-Jenner of Solar Nexus Solutions and here he is. Dave, as most of you have guessed by now, is the famous long-suffering husband and has kindly agreed to give up some of his time to be here today. So today we're interviewing Dave Ockwell-Jenner the owner of Solar Nexus Solutions here in Kitchener, Ontario. Hello, Dave. How are you today? Hi, Linda. I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. It's a lovely sunny day. So last month I promised my listeners to Motivational Moments that you would be coming along and talking to us about your ideas and thoughts on security for small business owners. Certainly. Well, it's uh, it's definitely an area that I'm interested in, and I think it's uh, a very important uh, sort of landscape for small business owners to get interested in as well. Okay, then. So really, I'm just going to throw you in at the deep end, as they say, <laughs> and if you can give me and my listeners some ideas on what a small business owner should be looking at from a security perspective. 
Sure. And I think that's actually a relatively easy question to answer. So maybe I'll back up by uh, sort of first introducing why larger companies consider this to be important. And then we'll sort of put that in the context of a small business. Okay. So um, I think larger companies look at it from the point of view of uh, essentially protecting their corporate image. So what do I mean by that? Well, as a large company, you handle a certain amount of information. Could be you know, credit card numbers or personal employee records. Could be details of your customers, price lists, etc. And I think really companies look at that kind of information and try to assess what level of risk there is if any of that information got out into the public. Or even worse, if it got into the hands of a competitor. So larger companies are, are really looking at the kinds of information that they're holding and trying to associate to that information a level of risk. And really the, the function of security is to look at that risk, assess it, and work out whether there needs to be any sort of, um, uh, let's say, any, any controls in place to try and keep that information um, confidential. Okay. Now, within the realm of a small business owner, I think it's it's kind of easy for people to sit back and go, "Well, I'm just a small business. You know, I'm maybe one or or two, or even maybe just a handful of employees. Um, what possible information could I have that you know, quote, the bad guys would be interested in?" Well, realistically, from uh, the point of view of the bad guy, let's let's put our bad guy hat on for a minute. If I'm the bad guy, what am I interested in? Well, I'm interested in getting any information that is going to give me money. And I think that's really been the change over the last maybe five or six years as, as the bad guy hackers, as they're called, have gone largely from doing things just for fun into more of a realm of doing things for profit. So it really is a, a sort of form of organized crime. And... The, the small business owner, I think, you know, it's easy, as I said, to sort of sit back and go, well, I have nothing of value. But from the attacker's point of view, you have something very much of value. You have two things. One, you have information on your, you know, computer or computers within your small business. That could be, you know, the credit card numbers of your customers. And we'll probably touch on that a little later. Um, could be even just lists of customers, names, addresses, telephone numbers, etc. But really, the other thing that you have that's of importance for the bad guy is an internet connection. So you have a computer that's connected to the internet, most likely. Uh, you may use it for research, you know, all these kinds of things within your company. And that's of value to the attacker. So the bad guy essentially will be looking for computers that they can sell to other criminals to carry on other kinds of attacks. Okay, that that's quite a lot to take in, but I'm understanding it so far. You're making a, a very clear picture for us. There's just a, an awful lot of information. That's right. So where would we go from there then? Well, I think small business owners, um, you know, once they've had the realization that we do have something of value, there is a level of risk associated with that information that we have. Um, I think the question then becomes, what do we do about it? So what action should we as small business owners take to try and uh, protect ourselves, to protect the information that we're holding, to protect our computer systems, and uh, ultimately to protect our customers and our reputation in the marketplace? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Reputation is very important. Absolutely. So I, I always advocate uh, a couple different things. Um, firstly is really an exercise of discovery. 
Uh, so what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that small business owners should take a little bit of time just to sort of sit back and assess what kinds of information do they actually have. You know, and, and the way I usually like to, to typify this is to actually take them through an every, you know, everyday business day. What do you do on a normal business day? Okay, maybe you get up and you have some coffee. I can't really help you too much on the security of drinking <laughs> coffee. <laughs> but, uh, you know, once you get into things, you check your email. Probably would be one of the first activities that anybody does in the day. Um, when you're checking your email, what kind of information is in that email? Do you have customer details? You know, a lot of people will put their name, address, and telephone number at the bottom of every email. Uh, so you obviously do have information within your email files uh, of customers. Um, could be suppliers, could be friends, could even be competitors. So there's, there's your first, you know, sort of red light goes off before you've really even done much apart from drinking coffee. You've checked your email and you already have some information there that's kind of sensitive. Okay. Um, one question I would ask is, obviously that information is in my database, it's on my computer, but how can the bad guy get my information? Are we talking about bad guys working in my company or bad guys outside of my company? I think that's, that's a very, very good point. That's an excellent point. There are actually sort of the, the two kinds of threats that we, we term as the insider threat and the outsider threat. And I think a lot of companies, and certainly big companies are guilty of this as well, they look very much into the outsider threat. So they adopt what I call the armadillo model. Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So the armadillo is a, is a great little creature ferrets around and he has this absolutely amazing shell, right? It's pretty much impenetrable, this shell. Very, very hard. But once you get on the inside of the armadillo, it's just a soft, mushy kind of creature, much the same as ourselves. And I think most companies are very much like that. They'll have a security, you know, a security system in place or a set of security systems in place to protect them from the outsider threat. So what do I mean? I mean that the bad guys can't get in from the outside of the company. But okay. on the inside of the company, it's a different story. Everything's this, you know, soft, mushy kind of thing. So there's sort of an inherent, um, I guess, an inherent belief that anyone within the company is good and anyone outside of the company is, quote, bad. And I think that's where a lot of big companies uh, certainly fall down. That insider threat is something that uh, they absolutely need to take into account. Okay, now that makes sense to me because obviously I do read newspapers and um, I do go on the internet and look around at these kinds of things and I know there was one person who I believe was a disgruntled employee and basically did lots of bad things to the company's um, credibility by working from the inside to, to discredit the company. So that is a very good point, but is this, is this really a big issue for the smaller companies? I think, uh, I think to a, a lesser degree. I mean, it's still an issue, but uh, typically in the sort of small business environment, what you find is that, you know, most of the, the employees or the directors of the company are, are a little bit more of a close-knit community. Um, you know, typically as well in this space, you find a lot of friends and family that are working together. So yeah. I, th I think although there is a level of risk, it's probably a little bit less for small businesses, but certainly something just to keep in the back of your mind. 
Okay, that that really makes a lot of sense. Um, it has been in the news a lot lately also that um, credit card information and, and such kind of information like that has been stolen because of, um, is it to do with um, wireless networks? That that's one of the reasons that uh, that I think a lot of companies are getting in the news for the wrong reasons these days. Um, wireless certainly does play a big part in that. It's not the only one, but I mean, case in point, uh, one of the most recent breakings uh, was for an American company called TJ Maxx. So, for the listeners in Canada, they they may know the brands Winners and HomeSense uh, that are owned by that company. And the details of that uh, particular problem have been sort of well publicized in the news. But what is probably not quite so well known is how the bad guys essentially managed to get into that company in the first place. And what it is that we're learning is essentially they just pulled up outside one of the stores or one of the, uh, the corporate offices of the company. And they pulled out their laptop and managed to connect to a wireless network that that uh, store or that uh, office building had. And once they were connected to that wireless network, they were able to sort of roam throughout the company's uh, various databases and, and other files. So, wow. yeah, I think it, it, it really sort of hits on two points. One is that insider thing, right? So essentially, once the bad guy is inside, as I mentioned, everything that's on the inside is considered trusted and good. So once the bad guy is on the inside, he can pretty much go anywhere he likes. Okay, Dave, I'd like to welcome you back. And um, I believe we were touching on the, um, the wireless network security issues, and you explained a little bit about how that was happening. So would that be one of the, the areas that people come along to Solar Nexus Solutions and ask you if you can help them with this security problem? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I speak to a number of small business owners, and one of the first questions I ask them is, do you have a wireless network? And the number of hands that go up when I ask this question is, you know, more than half. So I think, uh, you know, one area certainly that small business owners need to look at is if they're using these kinds of uh, these kinds of technologies, which you know, in the actual fact, are very beneficial. I mean, I'm actually set on a wireless network right now. Um, but they need to be aware that uh, it might not necessarily just be them that's connecting to that wireless network. It could be a neighbor. It could be a competitor. Uh, worse still, it could be someone that actually wants to do some damage to your business. Okay, so is it true that you have to lock your wireless network in some way? Yeah, absolutely. All of the wireless technologies out there, they all have some form of what they call encryption. So the encryption technology exists to stop prying eyes from seeing uh, or connecting to your network and seeing any of the data that goes across it. Now, within the sort of products that we use in the small business space, nearly everything you buy, let's say within the last year or two certainly, will have a feature called WPA. Uh, so if you're actually setting up your network or you know someone is working with you to set up your network, what you want to be doing is enabling this WPA feature. Um, old, slightly older equipment has uh, a very similar setting. It was called WEP, and WEP is Wired Equivalent Privacy. So this was the original encryption technology that was going to be used on wireless, and unfortunately, uh, I guess as the years have gone by, people have found ways of breaking that one. So, mm. yeah, if you have some slightly older wireless equipment, might be a good time to uh, to look at updating. 
Yeah. If, if you already have something that's capable, you'll need to be looking for that WPA option. I guess it's no different really than um, locking um, the front door to your house or locking your office door or locking your car door. Um, people are just not thinking um, security, security, security. Absolutely. I think the thing about wireless that a lot of people uh, sort of fail to see is unlike with a wired connection, you know, you just take a cable and you plug it into the wall and everything works. But with a wireless uh, network, the signal doesn't stop at the four walls of your office or your, your home setup or wherever. That signal actually travels out into the garden, into next door. Um, you know, the bad guy actually could essentially have some specialized equipment that would allow them to connect to a wireless network, you know, a mile or two miles away from where you are. So you wouldn't even wow. see them. Well. Dave, uh, I'm going to have to stop you there. We're going to wrap up for today, but could I invite you back again for the next Motivational Moments in, in May? Because I really feel that we could make quite um, a big um, Motivational Moments uh, podcast security um, program here. I think there's a lot of uh, my listeners would like to hear more from you if you're able to come back again later in the month. Sure, I would love to. Um, we've only really touched, I believe, on the very, very edge of a lot of security issues and challenges. So um, maybe next month we could follow on more with the um, the wireless network issues and then maybe move on to uh, another topic, maybe if you're free in June. Oh, well, you never know your luck. Okay, well, thank you, Dave. I've enjoyed speaking with you. So for everybody out there, it's Dave Ocor Jenner from Solar Nexus Solutions. Thanks, Linda. Bye.